You're listening to episode 149 of the Voice in Canada podcast. Hey there, I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, one part physician, one part voice enthusiast, one big part Canadian, and one small part of our community, Northern Voice. Together, let's explore how voice technology is transforming our lives north of the border. Let's talk voice. Hey there, and welcome to 2021. Happy New Year. Hope you had a great New Year's, and uh, welcome to the first podcast of the year. As you may have heard on one of the flash briefings or on the podcasts that closed out the year, this podcast has been rebranded to Voice in Canada to cover not only Lexi, but also Google, Apple Siri, uh, and any other independent voice assistant that's out there or anything that has to do with voice. I'm really, really excited that our Canadian community uh, is interested in not only Lexi, but other aspects as well. And it's an absolute pleasure to be able to uh, continue to bring uh, this content to you. Today, I have a very special guest. It is John Stein. He is known as Standards Man, and you'll see why. He is the executive director for the Open Voice Network, and they are doing some incredibly important work when it comes to setting standards and ethical guidelines for voice technology, uh, essentially for the whole industry. Uh, John is going to be joining us on The Voice Den on January 27th as one of the Voice Fluencers. And this episode of The Voice Fluencer Show was streamed live, and it was an opportunity for us to get to know John a little bit more and uh, the type of, type of questions that, of course, uh, he is an expert to answer when it comes to The Voice Den as well. The Voice Den, by the way, can be accessed at thevoiceden.com, and I uh, encourage you to join us for the next episode. So today, as I said, uh, this is a uh, recording of the live stream that happened yesterday on Tuesday. Uh, I have John Stein as my guest and I have Ian Utili as the uh, co-host for uh, for this episode. And uh, anyway, let's get right into it here. With, without any further ado, here is the interview with John Stein and uh, guest co-host Ian Utili. Hello there, Ian. Hello, John. Hi, John. How are you doing? Hey, Terry. I'm good, Terry. Thank you, Ian. Good to see you. Yes, here we I'm are. Very happy to be back as a guest host. <laughs> here we are, the first uh, episode of 2021. Hope you both had a great New Year's, and here's here's uh, to hoping that 2021 yeah, is is uh, a little bit better in in a number of ways than we all experienced 2020, huh? Here we are, John. John, let's learn a little bit about you. For those that don't know you, maybe I can ask you, first of all, to um, just introduce yourself a little bit and uh, maybe give us a little bit about your, your background as well. Oh, gosh, Terry. Glad to. Portland, Oregon. Um, sitting here watching the rain come down. It's January, so of course that's happening. Um, a background in retail, 15 years in the apparel business, 7th Avenue department stores, and then 20 years in technology. Intel Corporation, Cisco Systems, back at Intel. And I'm sitting in a coffee shop in Boston in 2016 talking to some friends at MIT, and we're kicking around what's the, what technology is really going to shape the relationship between consumers and individuals and patients and clients and, and the enterprises and the brands that interact with them. You know, and you can talk about all the technologies du jour of 2016, right? I mean, IoT, AR, VR, blockchain, you know, blockchain. And um, I said, well, this voice thing, mm -hmm. oh, this, is, this, 
this is going to be really interesting. Well, that led one thing to another. And, you know, here we are several years later, four years later, four and a half years later by the Open Voice Network. Amazing. So you are doing such incredible work. And for those that, I'm, a, a, oh, you. you know, a, a lot of people in the voice industry are obviously very familiar with the work that you're doing. But can we kind of just kind of take a step backwards here? And, and just for the moment, for those that, you know, are keen voice enthusiasts, but maybe don't realize that there's this whole open voice network and the, and the incredible team that you've assembled. What is the open voice network? What, what, are, what is the mission and how did this begin? Well, let me answer it on several, several levels. Terry, and, and thanks for that great question. Um, at a very tactical level, we are a nonprofit. We're a directed fund of the Linux Foundation. We use their shared services. And we're a neutral body that's dedicated to developing standards and usage guidelines. So that's at the tactical level, you know, the kind of thing that's going to be in a corporation charter statement. At the larger, and I think most important level, it's answering, it's a, it's a group. A group of volunteers, hey, and you're all welcome. Hey, come on in because there's a lot of room in the pond here. This is a group taking a look at and asking the big question, what kind of voice industry do we want here in three to five years? Hmm. There's an awful lot of change going on. There's an awful lot of technology development. There's an awful lot of this. There's an awful lot of that. There's governments and regulation and new usage and all that. But really, truly. What world of voice do we want in three to five years? And it's the individuals in the voice world. Those of you listening here, it's your future customers and clients, individuals who may not even be thinking about voice today, but you know, down the road, they're going to need to interact with their customers, their clients, their patients. And those people will want to use voice. It's the platforms. It's the innovators, it's the developers, the designers, strategists. What world do we want a voice? And Terry and Ian, I think it's, you know, you can you know, talk about standards and I'm, I could talk about standards for days probably or usage guidelines, but ultimately I think it comes down to this very important, very important vision for the Open Voice Network. Can we make voice? Can we make voice worthy of user trust users those who consume voice those who use voice those who see voice as a tool for their business those who are developing on voice those who are driving voice in platforms can we make voice worthy of user trust it's a loaded question with a lot of answers goes well beyond privacy but that's what we're aiming toward that's the vision yeah, and I've heard you speak about trust a lot, and 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 that's such an important concept in this in this area. Well, there's so many questions here to ask. I'd, I'd love to bring Ian in here and see see kind of what 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 you're thinking, Ian. What kind of questions come to mind for you at this point? Well, I've had the uh, pleasure of being able to be in a room with you for several hours. I think we spent half a day together with a small group in uh, Chattanooga, January. Gosh, it's been a year. Yeah, wow. Oh, yeah, and. Um, there's definitely something felt by you, John, and it is a sense of um, the things that people like best about like chancellors of universities or the things that like that people like best about senior pastors or the things that people like best about like uh, mayors. You you kind of embody that. And it's definitely a felt thing, which is something that is unique that you have been behind a screen 
for the last 10, 11 months uh, assembling this team. Um, but because you you kind of have that going on, that thing of like, hey, here's a guy we can follow. Here's a guy we can trust. Here's a guy that can get things done, that can get a hold of anybody. And um, I think that I'm letting people know that are watching. You may not know this about John, but he's the type of guy mm -hmm. that you would get to feel like, oh, he's like a really cool uncle. I wish he was my uncle type of feeling. <laughs> And so because you may not be have the chance to spend time with John yet, I'm letting the audience know that that's a reality mm. as they have some context for your answers and some of the questions that we ask. That's I well actually said. want to switch over to, to the team that you've assembled. Sure. Would you mind just letting Terry and I know who, who is kind of the core team? And maybe could you just say like a sentence about each of them to why you think they bring value to the, the team? I know you have a, if you have too big of a team, maybe just select uh, some of the folks that are most involved. But I think people would find value in hearing you declare, hey, here's the people on the team. And here's something that I really appreciate about them, because not everybody understands like who you've assembled and what you've assembled. And then maybe we can get to, you know, what what's going to what we looking forward to in 2021. Great. Well, well, Ian, first of all, let me say thank you. That was very kind. And I hope that I'm never just the crazy uncle, but the <laughs> kind and generous uncle. But thank you. That was a that was a wonderful compliment. The team. Um, we have guys when you're listening and we have some 120 or so regular volunteers across four work committees that are folk looking at what kind of standards could or should we develop and a number of what we term communities. And the communities are, you know, assemblages and gathering points, watering holes, if you will, for say designers and strategists. We have a group led by Susan and Scott Westwater. You know, people within the voice industry know Susan and Scott, you know, the authors, the designer strategist, um, just understand how to use voice from the enterprise perspective. And they lead that community. We have Jody Bolani. Um, a leader in women in voice, a designer, strategist, helping on strategy and overall vision. Um, and the Ian, the question you raise, I'm going to forget somebody and I'm going to feel terrible about this afterwards. Um, so uh, let me but let me go to some of our sponsors, because I think this is Im important. Um, the chair of our steering committee, our board. Um, a gentleman by the name of Mike McNamara, and he is the senior digital officer, chief information officer. And Mike, if I gave your title incorrectly, forgive me. Mike had a vision back in 20, 2016, 2017. We sat down and chatted about this voice thing. And he had a vision not only of what it would mean to targets guests, that's what they call their customers, but what the industry would need. Um, this is much less my idea than it is the idea of visionaries like Mike McNamara, who said the issue of privacy, the issue of, of commercial privacy, the issue of a registry. These are things that came from Mike and from people around him. I mean, a remarkable leader, one of the uh, has to be one of the handful of top leaders in retail IT and digital thinking which, you know, goes well beyond IT. Um, Ali Dalul of Microsoft, um, also a member of our steering committee, um, sees the future, challenges us. Um, yes, it's of interest to Microsoft, but it's of interest to the greater technology community 
And Ali wants to bring everyone in. You know, it's a remarkable, very giving, very generous approach that Ali has brought in from the world's leading technology company. Um, Mirko Saul, this is a guy, this is a quiet fellow from Neckarsulm, Germany. You go to Stuttgart and then you go about 90 minutes into where you, you know, castles and rivers and mountains and whatever. And here's Mirko, head of digital for Schwartz Group, um, which in the States, you know it by the brand Lidl, L-I-D-L. One of the largest retailers in the world, the largest retailer in Germany. Merkel had a vision. How will we reach out and touch our customers? How will we listen? You know, and Merkel brought this up to me. He said, you know, John, think about voice. Think how much we can listen. If we truly want to listen to our customers, think how much we can listen to our customers. So, Ian, to your great question, and I've there's a dozens of individuals I wish I could mention right now, but it's visionaries and people who are very generous um, with our time. We have individuals who formerly led standards groups at W3C contributing. We have um, Oida Coleman, formerly at SAS, head of software development, leading a lot of our work in privacy. Mike Frazzini of Iterate. Um, Nick Myers, who many of you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. Martin Lenz Fitzgerald, you know, the Dutch cowboy. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, again, um, Ian, thank you for the question. And again, colleagues, if I forgot to mention you, my apologies, but we're very blessed. So and I use that people. term seriously with, with great people and yeah. all dedicated to that future vision. Wonderful. Wonderful. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about that future vision. I know, actually, I have two questions. One is, um, sort of piggybacking off of what Ian touched upon is, you know, what can we look for in 2021 from the Open Voice Network? I think that that would be really interesting to hear. Um, and the other one is, and maybe this ties into it, is I, is I know trust is a big aspect of what you speak about. And um, so I'm curious to just hear you, hear your thoughts a little bit on how trust relates to voice technology. Um, maybe those are one and part of the same in terms of where you're going for 2021, maybe not, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on those on those two aspects. Terry, it's a great question. Um, let me start by first by just breaking down, dissembling the thought of trust. Um, it's not only rules or rule of law or guidelines, but it is the, so one part of it can be standards or guidelines. But the other part of it is the belief that, you know, say John is with Ian and Terry. Do Ian and Terry believe that John will follow those guidelines much as Ian and Terry would follow those guidelines. That's mm -hmm. the essence of trust, is that there are guidelines or commonly accepted rules, but the key question is not whether the rules exist, it's whether Ian and Terry believe that John will abide by them. Mm -hmm. So trust has to be built, and trust, and Terry and Ian, to your questions here, Yes, of course, the issue of privacy. And our great platforms, our leaders have you know, marvelous privacy approaches. Applause. Let's begin to understand it and take it as we move into a future, as Brett Kinsella is teaching us, moving into the future of independent, third-party, enterprise-driven voice assistants. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do they approach it? What should they tell their corporate counsel when they're thinking about this these are the guidelines we could or should follow. 
is there a neutral platform agnostic approach, again, with great respect to what the platforms have done? Mm -hmm. And again, applause. We're learning from them. But the future world of independent voice assistants, independent conversational agents, will need a neutral third-party guidance. And we've been, you know, we're told this repeatedly from other standards bodies. Um, talking with some colleagues at GS1, um, you know them as the standards body for commerce, uh, longtime friends and advisors. And they said, John, if you address one issue, it's the issue of privacy from a neutral third-party perspective. Learn from the platforms. Learn from all. Understand what you have to respect in GDPR, CCPA, et cetera, of course. But come up with that. There's also then the trust of an enterprise user. Is my brand protected? Critical. You know? Yeah. Critical. Is my brand protected? Can I register my brand somewhere and know it's protected worldwide? Or certainly across U.S. and Western Europe. So we're looking at, you know, can we create a kind of a destination registry? Right. Explicit request, you know, it goes, you know, again, that's part of trust, helping figure out some of the common, very basic processes of transactions. Do we all know how to transact over voice? Well, hmm. if everyone's doing it differently, there's a lack of trust. I feel stupid. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. So trust is a multifaceted thing. I've touched on just a few and I'm talking too much here, Terry and Ian, I'm sorry, but you know, it's a multifaceted effort and we're trying to approach it from a lot of different perspectives. No, yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful. I, I, I'm just looking at the time. I want to be respectful of your time. And so I want to, I want to, I know that uh, we've got a certain amount of time here and I, <laughs> really it doesn't do it justice that what I'm trying to say is, I mean, there's so much that we could be speaking about here and um the bottom line is I'm going to have to have you back on for shows and, and interviews and my podcast and that sort of stuff, because we just, we're just, we're just scraping the surface here. I know. Um, Ian, with that in mind that we are running a little bit short on time, any, any sort of final comments or quick questions for, for John? Well, I, I guess the final question I would ask is if you could have any individual or organization involved that is not involved today, who might that be? And the reason I'm asking that question is there's probably not a lot of people watching us live, but there's the ability for people to watch the archive. And so there's an unlimited audience that we could have for this brief conversation. You may not have access to get Mark Cuban or Gary Vaynerchuk involved. You may not have access to get the White House or uh, the Stanford University involved. However, if that was for you, a game changer, like if this individual or this organization got involved with us, then we could accelerate by three months or three years our end goal of developing standards and things of that nature. Is there anybody or any organization right now that you think like, gosh, I really wish I could get an intro to them? Because that may be worthwhile you declaring so that people that may know that leader in that organization or that person, individual can say, oh, gosh, John wants to get a hold of her. Great. I'll reach out to her right now for John. Mm -hmm. Good question. Great question, Ian, and thank you. I'd answer two ways. One is that there are um, a handful of the platforms, and you know who you are, that we haven't had a chance to have a conversation. Hmm. There are some of the platforms we're having some wonderful conversations, um, enthusiastic, challenging, 
questioning but great conversations. But there are some platforms we just have not found a way to have a discussion. And we need that because we need to learn. The second in is I'm looking for the best brains and voice. We're trying to address questions of platform interoperability. We're discussing, you know, breaking down the essence of voice beyond the component, beyond, you know, down to the nuts eyelash here. And we need the best brains. We have a number of brilliant people. We need more. We need enterprises to who see this is the future and we need to have it open and inclusive and you know, enabling choice and trustworthy, because that's where we need to be to help us step up, to basically accelerate the research. Um, and then good people, many of whom I mentioned, and great people like you who, who say, hey, you know, where can we lend a hand? Um, let's talk about this whole issue of making voice worthy of user trust. So Terry, Ian, thank you. I'm probably at the end of my time, but really appreciate this. Thank you. Wonderful, John. John, I'd love for you to just take a moment, though, and tell the audience, um, where can they learn more or get involved? What are what are some places, links, resources that you would suggest to these to these folks that want to help out? Go to the website. It's it's not where it needs to be, but it's it's okay. Go to the website, www.openvoicenetwork.org. Look us up, press the button and say, hey, I want to be involved. On that website, we'll list out the committees and the communities that we've got going. Um, or just reach out to me directly. LinkedIn, email, phone call. I'm all, it's, uh, and all the details on LinkedIn. Um, we're looking for the best people. We're looking for the best brains. We're looking for committed people. And if that fits your profile, I want to hear from you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, John, for- Thank you, for Ian. Great to see you, Ian. Thank you, you John. We'll be in touch, my friend. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Thank let's, you. Let's, have, let's have a productive 2021 together. Best Take of care. 2021 to everybody. Thank you, John. I look forward to seeing you Thank on you. The Voice Den in just a couple of weeks. And uh, I invite my everybody pleasure. to check out the Open Voice Network for sure, because uh, that's some worthwhile work going on there right now. So thanks so much. Take All care. Right. Take care. Quite an interesting discussion, huh? Boy, I really, really enjoyed that last part in particular about trust. Such an interesting and, and important topic to discuss when it comes to setting the standards for this young, young industry, uh, the voice tech industry. I do encourage you to reach out to John, to the Open Voice Network, if any of this that he spoke about interests you and you want to get involved. John is an incredible guy. Um, I've met him a number of times, and uh, as you can hear by the way he speaks, he um, he really, really uh, is committed to bringing the best possible experience to all users of voice technology. So please reach out to John if you are at all interested in this. Uh, thank you as well for sharing this podcast and subscribing to the podcast if you haven't done so already. Uh, and again, you know, our review of the podcast is so appreciated. It helps to get the word out. Finally, a quick reminder that you will be able to ask John questions live on the voice stand coming up Wednesday, January 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific uh, for uh, or to reserve your free seat. Just go Go to thevoiceden.com and I will see you there. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and I will talk to you again very soon.